Nebraska News Service. Welcome to Nebraska Schools and COVID-19. On this podcast, we will be diving into how schools across Nebraska are dealing with the pandemic. We will speak with teachers, student teachers, parents, and more about their experiences. This week, I spoke with Penny Brown, a special education supervisor for Grand Island School District and resource teacher Jen Kerpkowit. Grand Island School District gave students the option to attend in-person or virtually. 85% of students chose in-person learning. The 15% who chose virtual learning are now attending an all-virtual school with teachers who only teach virtually. Special education students in the Grand Island School District spend the majority of the day in their regular classroom. Kerpkowit and other resource teachers will assist classroom teachers with math. Resource teachers will take special education students to their classroom for reading time. Brown was part of the team that organized how Grand Island School District would adapt to COVID-19 last March and how schools would reopen this August. Could you walk me through the process of deciding what was the best way to adapt to COVID-19? Over the summer, um, all administrators really worked hard to create. We have actually three models that we potentially would use. Right now, we're in the reimagine model where we want as many students as possible in person, in school, participating with masks, social distancing, and hand hygiene. And then we have that virtual school option. If COVID and positive COVID tests spike, our second model is called the select model. And we're hoping not to have to go to select. You know, we want to stay in the reimagined model, but select is where um, if, if we just spike in COVID cases, we may have to have some students, um, more students go to a virtual platform. And then the select students would be which students absolutely require in-person instruction. And many of those kids are our students, our special education students who have highly modified curriculum, have significant needs, and where accessing learning through the computer just really doesn't meet their needs. And so when we say select is that the school would select groups of students who would still remain in-person while more traditional students would go remote, but we're hoping to avoid that. We want to stay in school. We like having our kids at school. What was different when you said you had to adapt it to special education? What were some of the changes you had to make? So some of the changes were just that originally in spring, we weren't going from 8 to 3.30 every day like a typical school day. We had drastically cut down um, you know, just service time in days. And so, um, and it was, I guess, for general education teachers, you know, they had set up their Google Classroom, they would Zoom their instruction every day, but that isn't always what's easiest and what's best for our students in special education. So we just had to work with our teachers to say, what model is gonna work best for each individual case? And that's often what we do in special education. It's on a kid by kid basis. We can't make global decisions. We have to look at each child knowing their strengths and challenges and decide what's gonna be best for them. And then we, we accommodate. So does that mean coaching and consulting with the parents, zooming in and joining their Google Classroom with the classroom teacher and then asking them to stay later and do homework help? Does that mean individual one-on-one -on -one Zoom sessions? And so there's just a variety of ways that we provided 
supports and services to special education students that were customized to that student. Did you ever run into any restrictions that were out of your control, whether that was budget, parents with technology, anything like that? The biggest barrier we faced was at-home technology use. Um, Either students were unable to access them themselves and they needed help from a parent, but maybe parents were not technologically savvy. Or one thing that we really faced was a lack of Wi-Fi. Um, and so our district did uh, secure additional funds and we provided a lot of Wi-Fi for families to overcome that as a barrier. We create, we, use, we bought jet packs for our families. Um, but even when we provided Wi-Fi or would walk through support on how just to log into Google Classroom or how to log into Zoom, um, the challenge was is now kids are at home And that was a struggle for our families who needed to work during the day. So some of our students were home alone during the day. And as you can imagine, not all students would then be responsible enough to log on. And so that engagement piece and having kids join us every single day in a remote setting um, was just hit and miss across the district. But it did impact their learning. Teachers and parents saw this learning gap in the recent fall MAP growth results. More than 50% of students in Nebraska take MAP growth, including students in the Grand Island School District. MAP assesses where students currently are and projects where they should be by the next MAP growth test. And it did show that there is a learning gap from where students left off, say, um, at the beginning of March, to what our anticipated growth had they been in school every day, Um, how they, the anticipated growth of how they would perform this year. Um, And, and so we have absolutely seen with hard data that there was a slide in general for our students due to the pandemic school closure. Some students also experience social and emotional issues from the disruption in face-to-face learning. Kids not being in school, not being around their trusted adults on a regular basis, we have noticed some kids um, experience greater social emotional issues and concerns. We've had an increase in suicide screeners that we've had to do. So it just really is reflecting the times that this change has been stressful for not only adults, but for our students as well. So after seeing kind of how much They've been affected by this. Are there any special steps other than just time that you guys are taking to try to build them back up? So right away for the social emotional, we we use Panorama school, district wide now, which is a social emotional screener, and we are being much more intentional about um, just checking in with kids on a regular basis about how they're feeling, what they're thinking, how their life's going. And that screener helps us look for red flags. And then we have social workers on uh, every building. We have counselors at every single building. And we are using a curriculum called Second Step with all students. So the counselor is implementing a social emotional curriculum called Second Step with all kids. But those screeners really flag those concerns for us. And then they do have some one-on-one time with our school social worker and counselors. 
So that's how we're addressing that. Teachers are also having to adapt to a new schedule to keep kids engaged. Where we used to have a 90-minute reading block for reading, but we're changing that. We still have um, we still have the full 90 minutes, but we're breaking it up into two different sections because we understand that even kids' attention and focus has been impacted and that 90 minutes is a long time. Kerbgoat teaches at Nickram Elementary School in the Grand Island School District and is the case manager for 13 special education students. As a case manager, she's in charge of setting and monitoring their educational growth goals. She talks about adapting to the challenges of COVID-19 this year. Since the start of this school year, how have you seen your students adapt to the challenges of COVID and the pandemic and masks and everything that's different this year? Um, actually, like I was really worried about some of our students with more significant needs being able to wear a mask and keep a mask on. And really, they've adapted so much better than even I have. Like, just a few, I mean, it took a few weeks of reminding, you know, mask on your nose, mask on your nose, and teaching them how to put it on and how to actually hook the mask on their ears. But once we did those foundational teachings, like, they are rocking and rolling with it. Uh, it's just very much become part of their routine. It's like after recess, we wash our hands and we wash our desks before lunch. And like, it's just very routine for them at this point. And so they don't really have to think too much about it. Teachers are having to be on top of it and remembering, oh, it's been two hours, we have to wash our hands, or this is a good time to sanitize our desks or, um, you know, spacing and where are we eating when we have our masks off. So it's a lot more of a, a teacher um, routine also, but kids are just going with it and they've adapted wonderfully. What new resources have you had to use to connect with students? I am really relying on Google Classroom, Zoom, Google Meets, just to connect with them face to face. We have used Screencastify um, to create some video lessons to be able to share with kids that go along with our stories and our workbooks. I've been doing a lot of Google slideshows that then I can assign to them and how to recreate some of the, the worksheet workbook materials that go along with our um, direct instruction reading just in preparation for, hey, this is the future. This is the way it is. Like, how can I get that to my kids so that way that I can get their work back? What has it been like being a teacher right now? I want people to know like it's not easy and we're not choosing this, but we are really truly trying our best to meet the needs of every single student. Um, and I know in just talking with other teachers, even last year, they're like, oh, well, you can just Zoom with your class. Well, as a special educator, I don't have one class. I have a kindergarten class and a second grade class and a third grade class and fourth grade and fifth grade. So I don't get to have one Zoom and teach math. I have five Zooms to teach math. You know, it's not all about summers off and weekends off. All that Zooming adds time. I was spending twice as long prepping my technology, prepping my lessons to meet with kids and then meeting with kids and then problem solving and working things so spending two to three times the amount of time that I typically would in the building to try and teach kids um, virtually. Thanks to Penny Brown, a special education supervisor for the Grand Island School District, and Jen Kerbkowit, a special education case manager at Nickram Elementary. As we've seen, COVID has affected everyone in some way this past year. However, students in the Grand Island School District have been adapting to these challenges, and teachers have been working hard to support them. 
for Nebraska Schools and COVID-19, I'm Kylie Graham.